Welcome to the Catholic Link Podcast, the podcast for busy Catholics. My name is Father Rob Adams, and once again, it has been way, way too long since I've been able to record podcasts, and I'm so excited that my computer is working again, and I can actually sit down and do this. Now, as I'm recording it today, it is August the 16th. Got to make sure about that. Yes, it is the 16th. And just yesterday, we celebrated the solemnity of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Now, I got to tell you guys, to be honest, when I was in seminary, I was not big on Mariology. And if you don't know, Mariology is, as the name might suggest, the study of all things Mary in the church. I had a hard time in Mariology, not in terms of grades, but in terms of like being nice to the professor had a very holy Spanish priest. He was, you know, teaching us everything about the Virgin. But I always found a lot of the, let's say, explanations about why we believe what we believe about Mary to be just, they just weren't convincing to me, particularly some of the explanations around the Feast of the Assumption. I want to be clear, I obviously believe what the church teaches, but there's got to be a good reason. Things kind of need to make sense both in terms of why they actually happen, but also in what matters to me a little bit more, why they matter, where they fit in the big tapestry of the faith. And so hopefully I want to explain a little bit about what I learned about the Assumption of Mary and and why I think that it is really a big deal. So if you are a priest or if you're a holy person or just someone who knows what's up, you'll know that on the Assumption of Mary, we read the bull from Pius Twelfth that actually declared the dogma of the Assumption of Mary, and that's in the Office of Readings in the Liturgy of the Hours. And Pope Pius XII based a lot of his arguments on some of the patristic arguments from necessity. Now, if you want to know what that means, it's it's a little bit complicated, and at least if you're me, it's hard to understand why this was convincing. But back in the day, the fathers said that since the Virgin Mary was preserved, number one, from sin, but also because her virginity was preserved physically intact during the birth of Jesus, that it would make sense that God would preserve her body from decay, and thus the belief that Mary was taken body and soul into heaven. But I want to focus on this maybe from another, another viewpoint that is at least pretty cool to me. And that's that at the Assumption of Mary, we read, at least on the, the day the day of the feast, we read from 1 Corinthians. And in that letter, the second reading, Paul says that Christ is the first fruits of the future resurrection. Remember that in the New Testament, Jesus' resurrection is not meant to be a one-off thing. It's really supposed to be the beginning of the new age, the new era. This is the future for believers. It's not just going to heaven. It's actually participating in God through the resurrection. And so if Mary really has been taken body and soul into heaven, that's a way of saying that Mary is the first person to share in Jesus's resurrection. And that's really cool because it means that Jesus's resurrection is kind of contagious, that it's it's spread and that there's hope for you and I to have a share in that too. That's that's really cool. This is what being a Christian is all about. But there's another part of this too that I, I kind of want to focus on, and I, you know, I say this in humility to my own shame. But the Assumption of Mary also shows why Mary herself 
is such a big deal, right? Not just the event and not just kind of how it relates to Christians, but Mary herself shares in the resurrected life. Now, I've said this before, and I'm sorry if I keep, you know, beating a dead horse, but one of the things that we miss out on a lot in our theology is what the point of being a Christian is. Being a Christian is about living heaven now. It's not to say that there's not heaven after death. There obviously is. It's a fulfillment of this. But there's also this idea in the New Testament and in the tradition that the kingdom is already. The kingdom of God is within you. We are living our salvation now, or we're living our damnation now. Heaven and hell are kind of continued when we die. And that's, that's a little bit trippy, so don't, you know, don't worry if that's not something you're used to thinking about. But if Mary shares in Jesus' resurrection fully, that means that another member of the church lives out holiness, lives out Christianity in a perfectly full way. Now, that's pretty cool, and that's why Mary gets all these really great titles in Catholicism, that she's Immaculate Mary, that she's the Queen of Heaven, that she's the Mystic Rose, the Ark of the Covenant, the Tower of David. You know, all of these, these kind of titles really boil down to one thing, that Mary is the first and best member of the church, the first and best Christian, because she lives the resurrected life now. Now, lest you kind of forget what, what that might mean in terms of obligations, let's think of how the church asks you and I to learn to live the resurrected life now. And that is particularly done in the season of, wait for it, Lent. Lent isn't just about making up for all of our sins. It's about learning how to live the resurrection on this earth. And that's why we attach ourselves to prayer by pulling ourselves away from this world and towards God, to fasting where we say no to ourself and to this world and its logic, and we give to the poor, that we imitate God in his generosity. And we realize that we're not supposed to be attached to this way of living. Our hearts have to be set on a future promise. And if Mary shares in Jesus's resurrection through her assumption, that means she does this in a very perfect and full way. And I don't I don't know about you, I can't speak for you, but I think Lent's hard. I think Lent is really hard. It's really hard because living the divine life is not natural to us. It's supernatural. And the fact that another person has made this so perfectly really ought to give us some hope and some inspiration. So I hope that this long rant about the Assumption of Mary has kind of shown you that there is something really central to Christianity in this feast, that this is who we are. We're called to heaven, yes, but also to this hope that Jesus will bring the resurrection to us, that he is the first fruits of this future resurrection of which Mary participates in now. And if that's true for her, we owe her our honor, we owe her our reverence, and she prays for us. So let's be grateful for that. This has been the Catholic Link podcast uh, for the podcast for busy Catholics. You can head on over to catholiclink.org and find all of our material over there. Seriously, there's a lot of great catechesis, lots of old podcast feeds, YouTube videos, you name it. We got it. Go check that stuff out, catholiclink.org. Until next time, my name is Father Rob Adams. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.